Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to another Toonami pre-flight where uh, we are back making our way through the final movies that we haven't already talked about and I guess a couple that we have actually talked about but a long time ago uh, of Pace Magazine's top 100 anime movies of all time uh, and then a bunch of other shit to talk about today. But first off... Eloquently put. I was just trying to be a little more succinct in the new year. You That's did my a good job. New Year's resolution. You perhaps sacrificed Stop. a little bit of... Just cut to the chase. Okay. Oh, really? That's going to be your new... As if you're known for your loquaciousness. I, uh, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions, so it's... It's just making idle conversation to try to pad it out because I don't cut do, to the chase too much. You don't do New Year's earlier. resolutions, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, why would you change? Yeah, you're perfect. What? Why would you change anything about you? No, yeah. no reason. I understand? To. Yeah. And yourself? Are you a resolution uh, uh, year? No, not really. But I don't have a blanket. I just don't really fuck New Year's resolutions rule. I just don't really make them. I'm too yeah. lazy for that shit. I mean, that's probably really the reality. I don't think far enough ahead to have like a clear goal of like. Yeah. Losing 20 pounds or whatever the goal would be. Don't eat chocolate on Thursdays. Is Thursday's a big chocolate day for you? I don't know. No, I'm just hypothetically. Oh, these are yeah. possible. I see. These aren't me. I've literally never made a New Year's resolution. I don't think I ever have. Certainly have never kept one if I have. Uh, if you ever need a suggestion, I can give you a couple. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Just email me uh, after yeah, the show. I will. I'll just, keep it succinct. Yeah, just bullet points. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about... Metropolis, the uh, it's technically Osamu Tezuka's Metropolis, which in and of itself is a little misleading because it's really sort of a retelling of Fritz Lang's Metropolis, which in and of itself was based on a novel. So, uh, so which one are we talking about? We're talking about the 2001. Uh, madhouse ah. version. So there, this is called Osamu Tezuka's Metropolis because Osamu Tezuka, the creator of Astro Boy, r- made a manga version of Metropolis, which was inspired by the Fritz Lang film. Um, and in his version, <clears throat> his version of Metropolis, the Japanese company acquired those rights, and it was actually the same company that distributed the Fritz Lang Metropolis in Japan. And they went to Madhouse, a production studio who's done a million great things, and hired the director Rintaro, uh, who has done Galaxy Express 999. He's done, he's kind of a legend. That's his directing name. That's not his real name. That's a pseudonym. Um, but uh, the script for the movie was written by uh, Otomo, the creator of Akira. So some pretty high powered, when you've got a story based on something by Tezuka with Rintaro directing, Madhouse producing, and uh, Otomo writing the script. I think you have a pretty good lineup of 
you know, pretty high chance of success. They did a good job not fucking it up yeah. either. So this came out in 2001 and it hit theaters uh, in the U.S. I think it was rated PG-13 um, and it didn't, like every other anime other than maybe Spirited Away, it didn't, Until Spirited Away, yeah. didn't do great in the U.S. Um, it did well overseas and around the world. Um, and it's weirdly not a heralded anime uh, by fans today like it's almost disappeared from time because I think I think part of the issue was for years and years it wasn't available and only this year it, there was a remastered blu-ray release like two months ago um, I think that's part of the reason why this movie doesn't really have a it's deserved place in the canon I think um, so before we talk a little bit more about it let's look at the um, the trailer for for the movie The time, the near future, the place, the most advanced civilization on the planet, the occasion, a celebration of progress and technology. Prepare yourself for Metropolis, the most spectacular anime in motion picture history. Directed by Rintaro, the celebrated director of Galaxy Express 999. Written by Katsuhiro Otomo, creator of the breakthrough feature Akira, and based on the classic manga by the godfather of Japanese animation, Osamu Tezuka. <laughs> TriStar Pictures proudly presents a futuristic vision where robots have evolved, but mankind has a long way to go. Welcome to Metropolis. They should have just cut out your yeah. section. It would have totally. been more compelling. Um, so it uh, it came out in 2001. I saw it in the theater when it when it came to Atlanta, um, and uh, loved it. Uh, it was gone like a week later. <laughs> um, and as you can see, they don't really do a good job marketing it now, let alone then. Um, by which I mean they could just tell you to set up the story for you because that's kind of what makes anyone want to watch anything. Big I mean, names are definitely a thing, but I don't picture any audience in 2017 watching something because... It's also weird because they did... They do sort of in a world and a place, but it's like all they did was cut out the words that would make sense. <laughs> so um, it's kind of a shitty trailer. So the movie, so I mean, the plot gets a little convoluted when you get it's into. It's pretty convoluted. Um, so the story of Metropolis, very broadly, because we're not going to go, not going to get too in the weeds on the plot. But this is a far future where basically robots are manual labor. And they have displaced the what's actually going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say real it's world. really like fifteen years. Well, yeah, ago. what's actually going to happen in our real world, which is that automation will do a lot of the jobs that people do now, manual labor, for instance, truck drivers, and they will be out of jobs. And so, in this world, the rich people benefit live far above the city, 
in the like high towers. They benefit greatly from the labor of the robots. And the other people who would normally be the laborers are completely out of work and kind of screwed. So they hate the robots. Um, so there is a revolution brewing. So meanwhile, the guy who runs the whole city has his daughter is deceased and he creates a robot. Uh, to basically replace his daughter, but he's also building this giant building called the Ziggurat, which, um, he basically is going to use this robot to be the key to sort of turn this thing on, which is going to somehow dominate the world. So basically, the story revolves around the robot herself who achieves consciousness. Um, she's not, she doesn't know she's a robot. Uh, and a young boy, and they basically, he's trying to help her get away and not become this weapon and keep her alive. And all these different forces are trying to get her. So that's sort of the very broad strokes yeah. of the story. Um, how it sort of is similar to Fritz Lang's Metropolis is not only just the city itself, but in Fritz Lang's Metropolis, that movie was very much about the laborers versus the rich and how the society in that world was top down and all the resources were being created by a labor class and all of them were being taken by a sort of, um, you know, oppressive, really oppressive crowd. So again, like today. So, um, I think that uh, the influence of the of the original Metropolis film on this is more in the general structure, the city itself and the complexity of the city, and then sort of the idea of this robot at the heart of everything. Um, otherwise, it takes a lot of, more of its ideas from Tezuka's manga, and that's why all the characters, and I think that's maybe one reason why this didn't wasn't so popular, was the characters look like, Tezuka's drawings yeah. and he has a very particular cartoony style but the movie is very serious like it's got these goofy characters but it's a very serious movie I think if it came out now it would do better I think I that still, that was the, I still think it would be I think people are more open to maybe I mean maybe with Into the Spider-Verse yeah. movies like that people are starting to be okay with a, a, a an animated a movie, movie that, that isn't just comedy yeah. But um, this was so far so far ahead of that time that it just didn't didn't resonate and still doesn't resonate the way that I feel it should. Um, I don't think. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's one of the most beautiful animated movies ever made. They have ex an extensive use of CGI, um, but not in a way that's annoying. It's sort of like it reminds me a lot of the Ghost in the Shell Innocence CGI. It's just used to sort of flesh Build out, out the world. Yeah, or Paprika. Yeah. It's like. Um, and, and I think that's an example of how to use CGI really well within anime. Um, it's just using its strengths. Um, but the color palette's gorgeous. The hand animation is incredible. The story's great and well worth watching. It does get a little convoluted in the classic Japanese way. Um, but it has some terrific sequences. So all that said, we're about, about to show to you, we're you. about to show you a clip. I mean, it's from 2001. What's well, the ending of the movie? Yeah, I know. Gil's always super worried about fucking spoilers because he's weird about that. Um, it Damn. came out in 2001. So spoiler alert, you had 19 years to get here, 18 years so to get a lot here. Of people haven't seen it. Now. You could have actually been, you could have actually been born and be going to college now and never having seen this movie um, but spoiler alert we're going to show you the four minutes of a key sequence at the end so if for some reason you don't want to see that 
take a four minute break from our broadcasts and come back. But and you if, come back. If you do want to see it, this scene to me, uh, on several levels, kind of shows why this is great filmmaking, not just because of the use of the excellent use of the music, um, but just the way it brings a whole bunch of threads in the story together into some key sad moments. So look away if you don't want to get spoiled. Otherwise, enjoy.
make them like that anymore um so now this is out on blu-ray in a remastered edition and it looks wonderful so you should check it out if you haven't seen it you don't really have an excuse anymore um so that led us to our um subject of the day which is what's your favorite robot movie um so as usual gil and i have some philosophical differences for me i chose uh robot to mean there's no um like organic material in terms of there's no flesh because once you introduce flesh it becomes a cyborg I disagree. Uh, and we're not talking about cyborgs like robocop um for example and we're not talking about artificial beings like replicants because they're not robots they have organs and stuff they're artificially engineered but they're they're not robots um so i stuck with the classic version of a robot which is a uh creature that is something entirely constructed by man uh that has no organic like no flesh or blood or anything from a living. It's got nothing living as part of it. So, first up, I decided to choose Maria from Metropolis. Not we the, just talked about Metropolis. Yeah, not the 2001 Metropolis, but the original 1927 Fritz Lang Metropolis, uh, which is one of the greatest science fiction films of all time, and probably, on strictly a design level, one of the most influential films of all time. Certainly, it heavily influenced... Osamu Tezuka's Metropolis, but it also influenced a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, one of the key um, things about the movie, besides the besides the design of the city itself, which was a huge influence on Blade Runner, uh, Ridley Scott referenced several shots in Metropolis directly in Blade Runner. Um, the robot Maria, who is very similar to the character of Tima, in, in Osamu Tezuka's Metropolis, she is a basically uh, a robot who basically is is disguised to look like a human who then goes around causing trouble and fomenting rebellion uh, on behalf of the bad guy of the film. Um, and then at the end, it's revealed she's a robot. So there's sort of sort of a Frankenstein scene where he, where the mad scientist turns the robot on, and there's just some absolutely incredible shots. And it was made, even though it was 1927, it was made. I mean, cutting edge effects for the day, and it still looks pretty shockingly good I mean, now. Considering it's almost a hundred years old, <laughs> it looks crazy good. Um, apparently, it was a sort of polymer f- f- wood. 
it's a it's a thing that they use to fill between wood boards. It's not quite plastic because this is pre the invention of plastic, but it's something close to it, and that's what they built the robot Maria out of. And apparently, it was so stiff it cut the actress who wore it. Like she kept getting cuts and bruises because she had to wear this essentially wood polymer outfit. Um, but it's crazy. So here's a cool scene um, from Metropolis. So, uh, Wilder was great. <laughs> so, um, fun fact the Nazis, this was made during the, the time of the Weimar Republic. So, Germany had become a republic in 1911, but it was before the Nazi Party took over, um, obviously. But the Nazi Party existed uh, as a small faction that were growing more powerful. They became obsessed with this movie. So, Fritz Lang, the creator, uh, basically hated the movie um, even though it was incredibly influential. He hated it because the Nazis loved it so much and they tried to get him to make propaganda films for them. He wrote the film with his wife 
Uh, and they got divorced after the movie because she joined the Nazi party. He fled Germany to avoid the to, to get away from the Nazis, moved to New York, and she stayed there and continued to make propaganda films. So, pretty interesting. Um, but a crazy influential science fiction film, probably the f one of the first science fiction full length, you know, films. Um, and that leads us to another classic robot. Uh, this was a robot in disguise, not a transformer, but a robot who was hiding. Uh, and that's the, uh, Ash from the movie Alien, another total classic. So Ash spends most, spoiler alert, spends most of the movie uh, dis in disguised as a human, gun. disguised as a human, because at this stage of the, in the future, they can make robots that are indistinguishable from humans, at least on the outside on the inside they definitely are it's clear they're robots uh, i thought the cool take about this robot was that to make the robot seem human it has a sort of human-like central nervous system of wires and stuff and it has a fluid that gives it nutrients because they show ash drinking milk at one point but his blood is basically made of this milk maybe he's so drinking his own blood it, it's some sort of maybe it's some sort of nutrient um, bath that this circuitry obviously needs to be in. Um, so there's a key scene where Ash, because his logic circuits have basically broken, he has been ordered to take out Ripley because she's not fulfilling the company's um, order of um, keeping the alien contained. She wants to kill it. So he turns on her, and when the first time you watch the movie, you have no idea why. You just think he's losing his mind. And that he's incredibly strong. And that he's incredibly strong. And then she, and then he gets punched, and his head pops off. And so when Alien first came out, not only were you completely shocked by the alien bursting out of uh, Kane's chest, which did come as a surprise. <laughs> later. You then this guy gets his head ripped off, so it had two total like "what the fuck" moments. So this is Ash revealing his true nature, and then revealing that he's a robot with by getting his head punched off by Yafikado. Let's check it out. Ash.
Yeah, like at that point, you're just any expectation that anyone or anything is going to stay alive. Or <laughs> yeah, you're intact, just like, what the like, fuck? Well, clearly, whatever the fuck is. <laughs> so, um, a great robot in film history and a different kind of take on the robot, which is why I like it, but still a robot. Uh, and then finally, my final choice is one of the best-known robots in movie going, and that's, of course, C-3PO from Star Wars. So, as you just saw, C-3PO very heavily inspired by the robot Maria from Metropolis. Uh, Lucas has talked about that several times. Um, so, his, you know, it's funny how... Uh, Metropolis influences Star Wars and then Star Wars goes on to influence countless more things. Um, that's how good art echoes, I guess. So uh, this is just funny to me because it's a montage someone made of uh, all the time C-3PO pisses and moans and complains in these Star Wars films. So let's enjoy that together. We'll be destroyed for sure. This is madness. We're doomed. R2-D2, where are you? At last. Where have you been? What are we going to do? We'll be sent to the spice mines of Kessel or smashed into who knows what. Don't you call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight glob of grease. What plans? What are you talking about? I'm going to regret this. Are you sure this thing is safe? How did we get into this mess? We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. I've got to rest before I fall apart. My joints are almost frozen. What a desolate place this is. It's much too rocky. I've just about had enough of you. Be malfunctioning within a day, you nearsighted scrap pile. No more adventures. That malfunctioning little twerp. This is all his fault. Wake up. Wake up. We're doomed. Will this never end? Why I should stick my neck out for you is quite beyond my capacity. What message? The one you've just been playing. The one you're carrying inside your rusty innards. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Have no more of this Obi-Wan Kenobi gibberish. You're fortunate he doesn't blast you into a million pieces right here. No, I don't think I can make it. I'm done for. I can't abide those jars. Disgusting creatures. I would much rather have gone with Master Luke than stay here with you. I don't know what all this trouble is about, but I'm sure it must be your fault. You watch your language. Nobody worries about upsetting a droid. That isn't very reassuring. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. My... Excuse me, sir. And my joints are freezing up. Stupid little short circuit. Oh, wait for me. Wait. Wait for me. Wait. A typical. Wait. Wait. 
with the horn. <laughs> the rest in peace moment was nice. <laughs> so those are some of my favorite robots. I don't, it seems odd to me that you're taking this stance yeah. when the question is robot movie and you're picking your favorite robots in movies. Well, I mean, it's not... There aren't movies about robots. There I are movies disagree. with robots in them. Starring robots. You mean only a robot? Yeah. There are no movies that star only robots other than Wally. Have you seen Robots? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a piece of shit. Are you gonna Are you gonna talk about that movie? No. Oh, uh, I'm gonna make a couple other different points. You seem very confused. <laughs> no, I'm not confused at all. all. Right. That was just a little side bitch that you wanted to do. Yeah, Star Wars isn't a robot movie. There are movies. It's a that- movie with a robot. It doesn't have to be a movie about or starring only robots. There's like five of those. So our favorites would be the only ones in existence. So here we go. You ready? Yeah. Does your first pick star a robot? It does. Stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck you. Not a cyborg. Stars a cyborg. Not a cyborg. And it doesn't even star him. It stars Sarah Connor. Not a cyborg. Way to be a sexist. Not a cyborg. He is a cyborg. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, it's he's just wrapped skin in on top. human flesh. No, not a cyborg. It bleeds. It's cut. It's human it's flesh. It's wearing a man suit. It's the not flesh a cyborg. Rots. Yeah, but it doesn't affect it. It's not connected. It's not a robot. It's a cyborg. It's, it's a robot. It's a cyborg. And also, then, it doesn't star him. Eh, it's fine. He's a co-star. Yeah. I was just caught up at the moment. <laughs> Your first rule, you've already broken. It was really. This was to more <laughs> prove the point that this is a. That the Terminator is a robot, not a cyborg. Uh, despite the fact that the clip I'm going to show you illustrates that Reese does he cut out a piece of, know of what the his, fuck is, he's talking no? about? Okay. Oh, does Reese call he calls him a cyborg? Oh, so the movie itself refers to the yeah. character as a cyborg. Sorry, you but you kill no to. more. You're you're I'm smarter than the man who made the, the Terminator. Made okay, the, the team that made the Terminator. Call Jim Cameron yeah. and Stan Winston and tell them, sorry guys, you fucked it. Gill says, yeah. Lots of okay. people say. Cool. All right. Cool. The correct people. I, I'm glad that you're sticking with your um, guns here. Yeah. A cyborg is 
human human flesh that's been augmented with machine parts no, to make it better. Is not that that is literally the definition. Cyborg is human flesh and machine combined. Doesn't have to be more human than. Robot. Doesn't have to be more, but it's. They're combined, which is what they are in this creature. No, he's Still, just wearing a bag. Not at this point. He's wearing a, a meat bag. At that point, he is a robot. But until that point, he's not a robot. He's a cyborg. That's He's wearing human flesh. In dis, in dis, he's and, wearing a disguise. It's, <laughs> But it's actual flesh. Yeah, but it's not. There's a key difference. He's just wearing a bag of meat. It, the bag of meat. He, the bag of meat is real flesh that bleeds and can rot. And yeah, and they some, have bad breath. Yeah, we're going to see it all in the clip. Oh, okay. Doesn't make him a cyborg. The clip that proves you wrong. I'm happy about this. Yeah. Show the clip that proves him wrong. Roll it. All right, listen. The Terminator's an infiltration unit. Part man, part machine. Underneath, it's a hyper-alloy combat chassis. Microprocessor controlled, fully armored, very tough. But outside, it's living human tissue. Flesh, skin, hair, blood grown for the cyborgs. Look, Reese, I don't know what you want Pay attention! I gotta ditch this car. The 600 series had rubber skin. We spotted them easy. But these are new. They look human. Sweat, bad breath, everything. Very hard to spot. I had to wait till he moved on you before I could zero him. Look, I am not stupid, you know. They cannot make things like that yet. Not yet. Not for about 40 years. Are you saying it's from the future? One possible future. From your point of view, I don't know tech stuff. Then you're from the future, too, is that right? Right. Right. Cyborgs don't feel pain. I do. Don't do that again. Just let me go. Listen and understand. That Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. Can you stop it? I don't know. With these weapons, I don't know. So from the abusive dick who mansplains cyborgs, he admits he doesn't know tech stuff. I don't know why we're basing our entire reality of cyborgs. Wikipedia defines a cyborg as a being with both organic and biomechatronic body parts. You just updated Wikipedia to no, say I didn't. that right it now. It says that. That's, That's literally the asshole. entry. That's just some asshole. Let's, 
So what's your definition come from? Oh, uh, good thing that you asked. Webster's? No. Manfred Klein's and Nathan Klein, no relation, different spelling, in 1960. That's the quote right here. Manfred yeah. Klein's and Nathan Klein, a cybernetic organism, a being with both organic and biomechatronic body parts. Yeah, it's not a body part. It's just a meat bag. Uh, you're just completely full of shit. Keep going. Second is the movie Daryl, which was a pleasant place in my heart. And as I was going through this, I was wondering, are there any 80s movies that still stand up today? Um, this one is one of them? No. Uh, uh, no, I it's not. I don't remember this movie at all. Oh, this, I love I this mean, movie. I remember it existing, but I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember Daryl standing for data analyzing robot youth life form? <laughs> no, I don't. Neither did I. I couldn't remember <laughs> what it stood for. But luckily, the internet exists. They got the uh, Atari cover guy to do the art. Yeah. Um, and it's the kid from... Um, Everything in the 80s, yeah. yeah. All of the 80s movies. So uh, Daryl is a little kid robot that they even in the movie don't really explain why the fuck they thought it was a great <laughs> they made a little kid robot. A little kid robot. I think it was something to do with getting into the smaller parts places are expensive. or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they the scientist uh, decides that maybe there's something wrong about having a little kid robot in this military plan. So he frees him, and like the classic American tale. He's found by an elderly couple that's hunting in the woods and given to an orphanage who's then adopted by his foster family and then breaks, is recaptured by the government, breaks out of government control in an SR-71 Blackbird, flies over the town, punches out, and then maybe, maybe doesn't make it. So uh, is this the same kid who was in Cloak and Dagger? I no, but this is the kid from um, I always confuse Never Ending Story. Those two movies. No, it's not Never Ending Story. It's... um. Uh, he's Bastion? We'll no. Oh. He's um, some kid from some movie. Yeah. I always confuse this movie with Cloak and Dagger. I don't know why. Is, is this a kid's movie or a movie that stars a kid but not a kid's movie? Uh, this is not. This is a robot movie that is also a kid's movie. It, it's a young adult movie. YA. Yeah. YA fiction. When, uh, as 11-year-old Gil was watching this, it really spoke to me on a lot of levels. Because you the clip are a I wanted fucking robot. Show you today you are a is what has creature. inspired me to um, laser focus when I play video games. So let's watch Daryl kick pole position's ass. <laughs> so how come you can remember your name, but you can't remember anything else? You're boring us. You came into my room and started with my computer. I can bore anyone I like in my room. Amnesia is selective, which means there's always partial memory. For example, I haven't forgotten how to speak. You struck out, stupid. 45,100, Hokey, let's see your best score. Okay. 45,100, Turtle. Can I have a try? I'll have to teach you how to play. Hey, Twerp, let him try. Joy says he's so smart. Let's see him prove it. I think I
Classic 80s teenager. No turkeys allowed in my room. That's what her sign said. Did you have a no turkeys sign on your door? I didn't. Door? No, I didn't. Then again, I... Because you allowed your turkeys. I wasn't a fan of Daryl either, so... Yeah, well, you missed out. That movie was great. It does look like you when you're playing video games. He had the same lifeless, bug-eyed yeah, glare right. that you have. Modeled my entire existence Could have been you playing Gran Turismo. It was. <sighs> Except he didn't break his controller. Yeah, he didn't throw his controller on the ground. But, uh, like a... Maybe we just anyway. caught him on a good day. Maybe. Hard to say with his robotic visage. It's true. Uh, and my last pick is really just to make the point that this movie sucks and you should never watch it. And that is Short Circuit, which... It does star a robot. It does star a robot. Um, they remade this and made it better. It's called Wally. Yeah. Um, but we'd already talked about Big Hero 6 and Wally and robots. Um, so we had. We just really wanted... I wanted to take this time to let you know that it... You, this is one of your favorite childhood movies. Don't. I don't think people remember this movie anymore. It sucks. I mean, I literally don't think. Yeah. It's not like Goonies. It hasn't had that like Second Life. It's just. Yeah, you get Fisher Stevens and <laughs> Fisher Stevens brown and a face. pretty offensive brown face. Yeah. Scenario and Ali Sheedy, right? S- yeah, and Steve Gutenberg not making the Goots uh, Cocoon or. Um, Police Academy. Police Academy's one through Always gotta love the 57. goots. I still love the goots. So strategically strategic artificially intelligent nuclear transport program, or Saint, created a series of autonomous robots. Lightning strikes number five here, and he becomes a sentient robot who then flees to I think the zoo. I think Ali Shidi works at the zoo. Um but uh this is the trailer for short circuit. Um and it's pretty fucking <laughs> hilarious. 80s-tastic. It's the ultimate soldier. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. It is quite simply Jim. the most sophisticated robot on Earth. At Nova Robotics, the future is in good hands. You did real good. Just keep working on those last two bars. Thanks to Dr. Newton Crosby. Originally, I designed it as a marital aid. But artificial intelligence has gotten too smart. No. It's malfunctioning. It might not do anything. But it could decide to blow away anything that moves, couldn't it? Because $11 million worth of robot just hit the road. Number five is alive. Welcome to my planet. You just have to find number five, get some answers. Why don't you come on in my house? And it's got a lot of living to do. Whatever it takes to put that stupid contraption out of commission, that's what you do. Me input. Haven't had enough of this stuff. More input. More input. And they can seem quite lifelike, but they are still machines. Oh. 
Number five is alive. Nice software. How it happens, who knows, but it has happened. A new comedy adventure from John Badham, the director of War Games. They're going to be after you. we got to get out of here now. Keep alive! Ali Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg, and number five. Beautiful. Short Circuit. I am alive. Johnny Five is Alive. That was a big-ass hit back in the day, though. That movie sucked. <laughs> Did you watch the movie just to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a professional. <laughs> You're very bored is what you are. <laughs> um, Great picks all around, Gil. You had one that wasn't a robot, and then you had disagree. two pieces of shit. Yeah. Good job. Nice. You, you biffed it again. Robot movie. Three for three. <laughs> Uh, let's check out the Adult Swim Facebook picks. You guys better have chosen which we're doing more wisely. Show early, um, so we don't know your picks. Wally, Wally's going like to be on there. there. Big Hero Six is going to be on there too. Yeah, that's a good movie. Iron Giant will be on there. Yeah, it's a great a movie. Also a robot. Yes, nobody's disputing the no, Iron just Giant is a making the point. robot. Yeah, only stupid people are going to say that cyborgs are robots. So maybe we'll see RoboCop because they kind of fucked it up by. It's called RoboCop. So, yeah, I mean, but he's uh, definitely if, a cyborg. In fairness, in fairness, well, I mean, all he has is his is part of his is a brain and part of his face. Yeah, that's has, probably aggregate less flesh than the Terminator has on his body. But the skin is a. I'm just saying. Um, uh, let's see what the Toonami Facebook picks are. Yeah, I bet you guys definitely pick Wally and definitely Iron Giant. Maybe, maybe Big Hero Six. I bet Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Not a robot movie, but still. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, those two robots, you could almost say they're the main characters because they're the only ones in every Star Wars movie. They're the, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so now let's move on to the sneak peeks. Uh, we have a whole bunch of things to show you, and I'm going to let Gil do 90% of the work. Shocker. Yep. Uh, He's a this- robot. You're my worker robot. Go for it, robot. Go for it. Our first topical is for Dragon Ball Super, Saturday night at 11. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. I'm guessing you're here to stop me and Frieza from entering the tournament. We can't say. Whoopsie. Sorry about that. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And since this is the second week of our relatively new lineup uh, adjusted for the new year, uh, this is Boruto Topical for 11.30 Saturday night. On the next all-new episode of Boruto. Whoa, where are we? So, it's you again, huh? Boruto, Saturday at 11.30. How am I doing? You're doing, you're doing great. Okay. Doesn't I'm, really matter. Doesn't you're matter. I don't need your Yeah, you're a robot. Validation. You don't, you don't have any... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm here... You... Don't malfunction. Just stick to one one task at a time. My Hero Academia Midnight. On the next all-new episode of My Hero Academia. The time has come for me to tell you the whole truth about me and one for all. My Hero Academia, Saturday at midnight. What time do you think Mob Psycho 100's on? 
What time do I think it's on? 12.30 a.m. You are correct. Let's check out the topical for it. On the next all-new episode of Mob Psycho 100. In order to fight back, you'll have to drop your barrier. And when you do, you'll be burned to a crisp. Mob Psycho 100, Saturday at 12.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And our final topical for the show is for Megalobox, which is at 1 a.m. Let's just watch it. On the next all-new episode of Megalobox. This new fighter that you've been so carefully developing, I've decided to ruin him. It's time you paid your part of the debt in full. Megalobox, Saturday at 1. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And then... Finally, in the sneak peek section, we have a music video from Earth Gang, a a rap group I like a lot. And this is their video for Rags, which is a really cool animated video. So we're going to show that in Toonami this week. But you get to see a sneak peek of it right now. Young Booth. And then our final little goodie for the day is this week's Adult Swim single. Uh, We are on track 21 out of 52 or more. We're going for a straight year. This is the song Torpid Dreamer by the uh, metal group Eight Bells. Uh, I really like them, and I'm happy we got a track from them. Uh, It's quite a ripper. So let's check out a sample of Torpid Dreamer.
So you can hear that at adultsfromsingles.com or you can hear any of the other 20 tracks we've put up over the weeks. Um, go there right now or come back next Wednesday and hear another all new track. And that wraps it up for our heated discussion of what makes a robot and whether or not robot movies are movies that star or are populated solely by robots. And we've come to which, very few conclusive answers. On which, no, we've come to conclusive answers. Gil just refuses to admit Still what he's wrong. open for lots of yeah, debate. exactly. Um, so we'll let you guys take this debate into your living rooms and we will see you next week where we'll be talking about another of our favorite anime films. See you next week. Farewell. Tsunami, now every Saturday night from 9 to 4. 